in Man Talks land and welcome to the Man Talks podcast. My name is Roger Nairn and I'm the director of marketing for Man Talks. And my name is Connor Veden. I'm the founder of Man Talks. Once again, we've got a super exciting podcast to bring to you uh, with, with an amazing hour with another amazing individual. The goal of the podcast is to bring you inspiring men and inspiring conversations and bring you the men that are making a difference in this world. Yeah, in this episode, we interview Jeff Woods, otherwise known as the mentee. Jeff was so grateful for the inspiring mentors that were guiding him in his life that he wanted to pay it forward by exposing other like-minded people and their message. That's why he actually launched the Mentee Podcast to document his journey from employee to entrepreneur and the mentors who are guiding him. So if you're looking to surround yourself with people who are where you want to be in 10, 15 years, then this podcast and the lessons that come out of it will help you to get to this place. Jeff's What Can I Do For You view of the world is so inspiring. So sit back as we bring to you the mentee, Jeff Woods. You've got some living yet to do. I won't give up on you. See these machines All right, Jeff, welcome to the Man Talks podcast. What's going on, boys? <laughs> Thanks for being here. Uh, to give us, this, give us some context, Man Talks is a quit-growing community of men having bold conversations of what it means to be a man and redefining uh, what it means to be a man in this day and age specifically. Uh, by connecting men with high-performing mentors and authentic content, we intend to create a space of the modern man to evolve and thrive. We do this by engaging men in powerful, authentic, and transparent dialogue designed to help them to build more authentic relationships with themselves and other like-minded men and women around the globe. So to get this started uh, and build some context for our conversation today, Jeff, why don't you give our listeners a little bit of insight around what it is you do? Mm, what is it that I do? <laughs> uh, that, that changes every day. Long, long story short, I'm in the middle of my journey from employee to entrepreneur. So my day job is medical device sales. So I wear scrubs, I run through hospitals every day, and I sell a device that actually saves lives, which is freaking cool. And I've been able to make a lot of money doing it, which has been awesome. Um, but at the end of 2013, you talk about those defining moments. I had a few defining moments that really changed my vision for my career. And the first was a colleague of mine. At the time, he was 35. He had a stroke. And I don't know about you, but when somebody that relative to you has a stroke at that age, it really makes you pause and take inventory of your life and ask, what am I waking up and trading my life for every day? And luckily, I do feel fulfilled by my job. But the question that really stuck with me was, what would happen to my wife and my daughter if, God forbid, something happened to me? How would they maintain their standard of living? And I did not like the answer that I was getting. And then I'm going, okay, Jeff, don't be so dramatic. What if something just happened to this awesome job that you have? Well, the very next week, something did happen. This was defining moment number two. And my company had to make a change to my commission structure in order to remain competitive in the market. And overnight, my income was slashed by 40%. So you put those two together and you get a big-ass entrepreneurial fire that gets ignited because I realize I need to build passive income so that I can choose to do my medical job. And at that point in time, I heard this Jim Rohn quote that you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Have you ever heard that one? Uh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, you know, for anybody who's listening, take a quick moment and ask yourself, who are the five you actually spend the most time with? You know, it could be family, it could be your significant other, it could be your mailman, totally cool if it's your mailman. Um, but at the end of the day, who are the five people and are they living the life that you want to be living? And if not, what does that say about you and your chances of living the life of your dreams? So fast forward, I just decided to surround myself with amazing entrepreneurs. And in less than six months, all of a sudden, I'm being mentored by high-level CEOs and ridiculously successful entrepreneurs. And I just woke up one day and said, you know what? Why don't I record the conversations I'm already having with the people most people will never get to interact with and start a podcast? And that's what The Mentee is all about. And in the process, I've now 
develop some level of authority on showing other people how they can go out, upgrade their five and find really kick-ass mentors. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. And I mean, that's, a, that's such an important thing. I think I wanted to touch on one thing because I loved in your defining moments, you really, um, I love the fact that you had the lens of, I love my job, but I'm still looking for something different. And I think a lot of guys are like, oh, I, I fucking hate my job. And so I got to go find something else different. And that's like the motivating factor. I love that the motivating factor for you was, you know, the context of your wife and kid, your wife and child. Right. Mm-hmm. It, would it be safe to say that that was, that was your driving why? That was the reason you did all this? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm. And you, you've touched on the word mentor and mentorship and, and mentee. Do, just to kick off, how would you define a mentor? A mentor is somebody who is light years ahead of you in a specific area, has nothing to do with age, and they can look back at where you are today and say, all right, Roger, all right, Connor, you want to get to where I am? You can absolutely do it. And I know you can do it because I've already done it. And not only am I just going to sit here and build your confidence, I'm going to grab your hand and help you navigate the path so that you get there a lot faster. Yeah, very cool. I love the, just that one key point of regardless of their age. I think that that's the big thing is a lot of times, uh, you know, in the past, stereotypically a mentor was somebody who was older. And I think that that's really shifted a lot in the last hundred years where a mentor doesn't necessarily need to be somebody that's 50 years older than you or 40 years older than you. A mentor can be somebody who's maybe five years older than you. Hell, maybe they're even younger than you, but they've accomplished something. They've done something and, and proven something that that maybe you want to achieve. Would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then how did you find your uh, your mentor or mentors? <laughs> well, that's 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 been the funny the the best part of the journey, you know. It's something that kind of just happened for me and as I look back on it, I realize that I had done very specific steps consistently that I've now put into a process for people, but it start it really started by getting clarity on what it was that I wanted because you got to recognize a mentor can help you best in their area of expertise and so I heard this one story about you know this guy he's a professional golfer and he's really trying to improve his swing and he's going to his buddies and their pros too and asking what he should do differently and one guy's like oh yeah you should roll your hand over more on your grip and and and, and he tries it and just not working in fact it makes his swing worse and the other guys well no you got to tuck your elbow in a little more that's what wrong and he goes okay he tries it and then again the swing just continues to get worse here's the problem the guys he went to and asked advice they were professional baseball players (laughs) (laughs) sounds like what tiger Woods is going through right now yeah right so (laughs) same applies to mentorship you have to get so crystal clear on that specific area you need mentorship so you can go to the right mentor does that make sense definitely and just to clarify we're not a mentor doesn't just have to be in business do they no way no way i have a general life mentor i have somebody who i perceive to be my quote-unquote relationship slash marriage mentor he's somebody who's been happily married for 35 plus years and Uh, I originally sought him out because this divorce rate in this country scares the crap out of me. So, you know, it can be on anything that is your area of interest, but that's where the journey starts for, for anybody and myself included is, is getting that clarity. And then if you want to get tactical so that you can walk away and actually get results from this episode, the next thing you can do, this is real simple, is just talk about it. And what I mean by that is every single time we hop on the phone with somebody, conversation starts the same way. Hey, Connor, what's up? Not much, Jeff. What's up with you? <laughs> <laughs> that what's up that, and, and that not much answer that we always use 99.999% of the time is a wasted opportunity. In those moments... You have to tell them what you're looking for. So you share with them what you're looking for and the type of people you're looking to surround yourself with. And I know that sounds a little um, theoretical. So let's let's can we do a, a live role play real quick? Definitely. Yeah. I love role playing. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. So I, uh, either Connor or Roger. Who who am I who am I playing with today? Let's go with Roger. All right, Roger. Of everything you're working on right now, what is the one thing you need the most help with? I, I'm getting this podcast off the ground. Okay. 
That is very specific. Good. If you had to imagine the ideal mentor who could guide you, describe them to me. Uh, they would obviously have been doing this for, for many years, have had amazing success with their show, uh, awesome guests, uh, great, you know, great line of interview questions, um, all the technology and bells and whistles and, and uh, insight into, into what to choose and not choose, that sort of stuff. Okay, perfect. So you're looking to surround yourself with successful podcasters. Yes. Okay, so this is what Roger would do. When he picks up the phone and calls best friend Jeff, he'd say, hey, Jeff, what's up? And I'd say, "Uh, not much. What's going on with you, Roger? And he'd go, you know, a lot recently, I've been super focused on the podcast. And right now, I'm just looking to surround myself with successful podcasters. And then he zips his mouth. Here's the value in doing this. When you share what you are looking for, people as human beings have an innate desire to help you. So as soon as Roger mentions that to me, I start to think, am I a successful podcaster? Well, in this case, I I would like to consider myself one so I could help you. Boom, drop the mic. It's over. I know exactly what you're looking for. And you and I can have a conversation offline on this. And this is for real. Now, let's say I'm not a podcaster. He, the first thing that's happening in my mind now is, do I know any successful podcasters? Well, in this case, I do. So now I'm thinking, who can I connect him with? See, the fact that he just shared that with me, I'm already searching my Rolodex for who I can connect him with. There's power there. Okay, well, let's say I'm not a podcaster and I don't know any. What he's done is he's planted a seed. And as I go throughout my day, if I do come across somebody who's a successful podcaster, I'd go, oh, Roger wanted to meet a podcaster. And I would consider making that connection. Or the fourth option is I'm a piece of shit and I do nothing. And what do you think, Roger? <laughs> right. So, and let me share the power of this with you. I've done this time and time again in my life. And I'll share two times. I'll start with the second time, actually. Second time, I did exactly what Roger was doing. I said, I want to get into podcasting and I want to surround myself with successful podcasters. The very first time I shared this, I ended up getting connected directly with Pat Flynn of Smart Passive Income. So, and then I was able to get on the phone with Pat for an hour and him mentor me and I recorded that conversation and put that on my podcast. So I would recommend listening to that one, by the way. I, I have listened to that one and said it's fantastic. Okay, there you go. Um, and then the first time I did this, I was looking to get into real estate. And I had tried to do it on my own. And I wasted a lot of time and a lot of money. And I finally just said, you know what? I want to get into real estate investing and I need to surround myself with successful real estate investors. And the first time somebody asked me what was going on in my life, I told them that. And the guy just sat back in his chair and said, you know what? Come to my house tomorrow. And this was the first time I had ever met this guy. So the fact that he was inviting me to his house just blew me away. He introduced me to this guy named Dave Michael. And it turns out Dave's done over 10,000 real estate transactions. And we develop a relationship. Six months later, I get a phone call. And he says, you know what? You and I were really aligned in terms of our values. And I want to help you. Why don't you throw some money in the pool and let's take down a building together? So because one time I opened my mouth, in fact, the very first time I opened my mouth doing this ever, I am now a partner in a big-ass apartment building on the East Coast because of it. Very awesome. cool. Very cool. I, I think like one of the things that, that really stood out there for me is that you know just that fearlessness of just going for it and asking for what you want. I feel like sometimes... Uh, you know, a lot of men are just kind of afraid to go out and ask for what what they need, not in the sense of they don't know what they need or that they don't want to ask for what they need, but there's this sort of stereotypical feeling that they need to figure that shit out on their own. Um, what are some of the main barriers to entry around why people don't reach out and ask for what they need when they may they may or may not know what they need? Limiting beliefs limiting beliefs. We all have these beliefs that hold us back. And I, even though I am acutely aware of them and have learned to just crush them, they still pop up in my mind. But there's an exercise that I go through whenever I feel one of them. And it is if I'm feeling something negative or if I feel, a th- I think a thought that is holding me back, I, I pause real quick and call for what it is. Okay, I'm feeling this. Now let's analyze it. Do I know that this is based on fact? Do I know that I can't reach out to this CEO? Do I know that they won't spend time with me for beyond a shadow of a doubt? And the answer is no, I don't. I have no, I have no evidence to support that. Therefore, it's a limiting belief. Call it for what it is and take action anyways. 
So there's probably, I mean, there's probably some guys out there that are, that are saying to themselves, you know, why on earth would a, would a guy like, you know, your successful real estate mentor or Pat Flynn, why, why on earth would they want to spend time helping me when they're so busy, they have all this going on in their lives, they're building their own value. You know, what would you say to guys like that? That is the number one limiting belief and a fantastic question. Here's the deal. Anybody who has achieved uh, an extraordinary level of success in their life didn't get there by themselves. They had mentors. And I know this because I've asked them. Every single one of them had mentors. And that mentor didn't ask for money. He didn't ask for them to wash their car or give them a nice back rub. Although, you know, I, I do offer. They asked that one day they pay it forward that one day they take all the skills that they have learned and that they share it with somebody else who is willing to take action on that counsel. And so you need to realize that for a mentor, they get the greatest joy and fulfillment by passing it on and seeing somebody get results. And I've, I've point blank asked really, really powerful people this question. One of the guys was on the founding team of Priceline.com. I point blank said, why in the world are you talking to me? And he said, because I feel like it is my obligation to mentor the next, the next group of, of entrepreneurs. In his bones, he feels it's his obligation. So recognize that you simply approaching and asking for mentorship, you are potentially adding value to them by giving them the opportunity to help you. Make sense? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of the times, like, you know, if if we put ourselves in in their shoes and and you know for the for the listeners that are out there the men and the women that are that are tuning in today um you know if if you put yourself in in that person's shoes that the person that you know you've kind of put up on a pedestal a little bit that's super super successful that is living the life that you want to be living that has the business that you want to be living or the relationship whatever it is if you think about it to some degree, really the the benefit is that they get to perpetuate a legacy in some way, shape, or form. And and maybe that legacy isn't attached to their name specifically, but the wisdom is is attached to them. And and maybe you won't go out and say, Oh, I learned all of this from this person, but they get to pass something on. And I think that, that generationally is something that is has stuck with human beings for so long is we we innately and I think you said this before, but we innately want to help other people and we innately want to pass that message down. So I know that you know men men or women that have come to me and asked, you know, how have you built these events? I'm happy to sit down with them. I'm happy to, to talk about man talks and say, you know, this is how I've built it. These are some of the challenges that I went through. This is what you really need to watch out for. Um, and, and I'm happy to have those conversations with them. So, yeah, I think it's really, really valuable information. And, and, and on that, you know, how do you, make, how do you make the relationship with a mentor, between the mentor and the mentee, how do you make it mutually beneficial? Or is it just innately beneficial for both parties? Ah, uh, such a good question. So it really starts by just recognizing that as the mentee, that you are always searching for ways to add value to them. And you may be thinking, how in the world can I add value to a high level CEO? Or how can I add value to somebody who's so much more successful than me? Simply asking yourself that question, the how will unfold. So don't attach yourself to the outcome too much. Just by even asking that question, your subconscious mind is going to be working on it. You'll find ways. Don't worry about it. The mentor gets value when you get results. Now, here's one thing. I want to change the way that you look at this whole relationship. Let's say you're an investor and you go and you invest your money in real estate. What do you want to get? You want to get a return on your investment, right? Same thing here. When a mentor invests their most precious resource, which make no mistake about it, anybody who has achieved an extraordinary level of success will all say their most valuable resource is their time. When they invest their most valuable resource in you, same thing. They want to get a return on their investment, but it doesn't come in the form of dollars. It comes in the form of you getting results. So here's how you can add value. The number one way, somebody gives you advice or counsel. They mentor you. Go take action. There's nothing worse than 
letting them make an investment in you and you do nothing with it. So you go and you take action. Now, here's where most people stop. Once you take action and you get some level of results, you circle back with that mentor, hopefully in a timely period within a few weeks, and say, hey, Connor, two weeks ago, you told me that I needed to drop my ego and get out of my own way. Here's what I did. I did X, Y, and Z. These are the results that I got, and I want you to know how grateful I am that you're in my life and that you gave me that advice because it really made a difference. Thank you so much. Can I can I ask for some more guidance? Uh, Jeff, just kind of switching a little bit, we like to talk about uh, our, our guests or journey through life, and and we like we like to ask what some of the biggest challenges are that you faced in the context of the mentee mentor relationship. What are some of these challenges that you faced that your that your mentor is, has given you um, uh, guidance around? Are you talking about the biggest challenges I experienced personally that I brought to them or biggest challenges with a mentor directly? No, some of the biggest challenges that you've actually gone to the mentor with uh, to, to help you to help you solve or to help you work on. Yeah, <laughs> this is good. I had two real, real tough moments within the last year and a half. And the first was my company makes a change to my commission structure and my income gets slashed by 40%. I start hemorrhaging cash week over week, month over month to the point where we almost ran out of money. And when you are used to making a certain amount of income and having a nice savings account and disposable income and all of a sudden you're losing thousands of dollars a month and your bank account almost hits zero, it's a very stressful period in time. And I brought this to one of my mentors. His name's Dave. He was, um, you ever seen the movie Jerry Maguire? Oh, yeah. He was the CEO of that sports agency in real life. It was the largest sports agency in the world at the time. And I don't share that to brag. I share that to give you some context to some of the type of people that I'm running with and what you could accomplish if you put your mind to this. I bring this to Dave because Dave at one point had lost almost $100 million and almost went bankrupt. So who better to go to than that guy? <laughs> <laughs> a couple, couple, couple grand a month is no big deal. Right, right. <laughs> and, and he looked at me and told me that I was accountable that it was all on me. And I'm going, what? He helped me realize that, you know, my company had to do what they had to do, but I had allowed my lifestyle to become way too lavish. My wife and I were spending time and focus on the things that did not matter. And it took us almost running out of money for us to wake up and get back to who we were and what really mattered in life. And as soon as I accepted accountability and found gratitude in that situation, everything turned around. I started making more money. We stopped spending as much money. All of a sudden, the bank account started rising. All of a sudden, bigger commission checks were coming my way. All of a sudden, I was able to monetize the podcast. And, and, and I actually recorded that conversation with Dave. I think, it was, I think it was episode 23 in my podcast. So it was like running out of money and why I'm grateful, something like that. So you can actually hear Dave slap me across the face. <laughs> That's awesome. So that does that answer the question? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I, you know, I think one of the one of the key things it sounds like you've brought this up a couple of times, um, but I really want to emphasize it is that that sense of gratitude. Like, uh, you know, I've I've had some pretty incredible mentors and and have been very blessed in my life to have a similar a similar circumstance where I've just reached out and asked for what I've needed from some incredible incredible men and women. And they have always just given their time effortlessly and endlessly. And I, I found that the biggest reward for them, a, apart from you know me just doing what I can in order to support their life and, and fill in the gaps wherever I see fit, the biggest reward for them I, I've always, always seen is when I express my gratitude towards them for, for their mentorship and for their guidance, it is, you can just see it on their face and you can, you can sort of like feel that, yes, this is why I did this. This is exactly why I did this because they, they want to pass down that, they want to pass down that support. You are, you're nailing one thing and I brought another situation like this to Dave and recorded that conversation as well. And um, by the end of it, when I'm sharing Dave, hey, you told me to get out of my own way and that my relationship with my wife was my own fault. And here's what I did. And we've never been happier. He was in tears. 
He was crying. It was the conversation that brought my mentor to tears. So you've got to realize the power of your progress, your acceleration. You've got to recognize the value that that, that, that delivers to someone. Yeah, and I, I think your your perspective shift for a lot of our listeners will probably be huge because they think that they need to have some you know massive amount of dollar value in order to invest in this person, or they need to have some connection that's going to you know be relevant for for this person that they want to to mentor them. When it when in actuality, it's just the the end result is that you listen and then you and then you go out and you achieve those things and that you you provide results and and those results that that is the that is the outcome that the mentor is looking for so i think that that's a huge perspective shift for a lot of people and probably you know did did you always have this perspective on mentorship or like how did this come about just curious i've always enjoyed people but it when stroke and income gets slashed when that all happened and I hear this Jim Rohn quote that for I'd heard it before, but that was the first time where I actually stopped and counted who my five were and then said, where do I want to be? Okay, I want to be there. Are my five there? No. Shit. <laughs> right. You know, uh, and, and then because I have a strong sales background at that point, you know, it was just like, okay, take action. Let's go find people and and did things that were very natural to me that may not have seemed as natural to other people, which is how I've actually been able to create a business because I can break it down for people and say, all right, today, here's what you need to do. Go do this. In fact, last night we were talking, I mentioned I was up till midnight. I just created a free seven-day course for people because I just want people to get results called Connect with Seven Amazing People in Seven Days or Less that holds your hand for seven days so that you can go out and form these types of connections. And it's it's badass. And that, and that's findthebestmentors.com, mentors with an S. You'll get access to the course there. Very cool. And we'll put that URL in the show notes as well. Schwing. Schwing. Jeff, what's your definition of success? And has that and has that definition changed over the past years when you you know since you started your relationships with mentors? Well, you know what? My definition of success is being on the phone with Connor and Roger. So I have arrived, baby. <laughs> then you're very successful. Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, I've never answered it this way, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with this one. I think you're successful when you can wake up, look in the mirror. And honestly believe that you're waking up and trading your life for something of value. That is so rad. <laughs> Very cool. And, and do, you, do you have somebody uh, that you think best – who do you think best personifies that? Best personifies – I mean my mind immediately goes to like Mother Teresa, Gandhi, you know. But at the end of the day – for for the people who are most relative to me, I think of my specific mentors who love what they do for a living. And they're able to make great money. They're able to have an extraordinary level of impact through what they do. They have time freedom, so they get to choose what they want to do when they want to do it and be able to invest in the relationships that matter most, their family, their friends, uh, and they, they live that balance. Yeah, I think that's, that's, that's beautiful. And, and one of the things that, that is so important is the, is the fact that people, and I just wanted to touch on, on what you said there because it's, it's really powerful. And the, the fact that you can get up in the morning, look in the mirror, and, and believe in, in the gifts that you're bringing out into the world. And I love the fact that you didn't comment on money, I'd love the fact that you didn't comment on whether or not that person is an entrepreneur or whether they're working for another company. None of that, none of that was brought into your definition of success, which is incredible. It's very much aligned with my definition of, of success. And, and I think that that's powerful because then people don't shit all over themselves if they aren't doing what they think they should be doing, even though a lot of the times what they think they should be doing isn't something that they actually want to do. Um, so, you know, by your definition of success, people can get up in the morning and think, am I having the impact that I want? Yes or no. And if it is, 
great. You're having success. It reminded me of a, it reminded me of a Winston Churchill quote where he said, we make a living by what we get. We make a life by what we give. Mm. Mm, I love it. You know, you're, you're touching on something that I just really want to drive home for people. And this got ingrained in me so deeply because I started to see it in all my mentors. Why is it that all of the most successful people I have ever had the pleasure of spending time with embodied this simple trait? And this trait that I'm talking about was an almost unconscious ability to ask one question. How can I add value? How can I add value? In every single interaction, they're asking themselves, how can I add value to this person? When they walk into the room, they're asking, how can I add value here today? When they spend time with their family, how can I add value to my family? When you start asking that question, you start getting different answers. And your ability, if we're going to talk about money, your ability to make money is directly tied to your ability to deliver value. You want to make more money? Go deliver more value. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, you know, it's kind of funny. Like we have an event coming up on August 17th here in Vancouver and the event is called the power of giving. And the, the whole idea is about building something or being someone who is just a contribution and that idea of how can I add value into this situation, again, is, is just a way of being for somebody like myself. And Roger's the exact same way. Is how can I add value into every single situation? So this event is actually, a, is actually about that, is how can you be of contribution? How can you give your gifts yourself? And that doesn't necessarily mean you know your money. Uh, it can just mean your time and your wisdom. So I think that that's really powerful, which brings me to the next question of, you know, what... <laughs> What's your sort of definition of leadership? Is that your definition of leadership or there, is there another component which you would bring into that? Oh, God, I have such a good answer and I wish I remembered it. <laughs> I've got these little cards on my desk. Oh, dang. All right, I'm just going to wing it. What is the definition of leadership? I think leadership is doing the things that you have to do regardless of whether or not you want to do them for the greater good, the greater outcome. Mm. Yeah, I think that's, that's, that's great. And then oh, it, it has the I impact. remember it. I remember it. Go for being, it. Being positive in a challenging situation is not naive. It's leadership. Yeah, where, where, where did you get that? Def- like, where did you learn that definition from? Or uh, on, a, on a little blue card on my desk? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, where, where did that where did that view of leadership come from? Do you think? I don't know. I think it came from some kick ass leaders who probably said something, and somebody's like, "That's a writer downer." Right. I always I always feel like in, in terms of leadership, one of the one of the key components for me, and I think this really now that we've been talking about mentorship and you know giving and contribution and, and adding value. Whenever people have asked me that question, my response is always, you know, incredible lead. The definition of leaders or leadership is to create other leaders. And you can't do that without mentorship. And you can't do that without giving yourself or being of contribution or adding value into every single situation. Um, so that, that's always been my, my lens and filter, which it sounds, sounds like it's very similar to what you were saying. Mm-hmm. Can, can I add one thing for people here real quick so they can start adding value immediately? Yes, do Please it. Do. Okay. For those of you who are saying, I want to be more valuable, here is one way you can instantly become more valuable in every interaction that you have. Whether When you have a conversation with somebody, whether it's at the beginning of the conversation, the middle, or the end, I want you to ask this one question. And this one question is so important because it will leave a lasting impression on everybody you interact with. What are you working on right now and how can I help you? Okay, Jeff, that sounds a little oversimplified. Um, yeah, keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I agree. That's, that's, one of the, that's one of the things that I definitely try and uh, bring into my experience all the time is what are you working on and how can I help? Uh, in pretty, in pretty much every single interaction. So I, I feel like that's super, super valuable for our listeners. And, and keeping it simple, 
is yeah. just the, the best and, thing to do. And the worst thing that can happen to you at that at that very moment is you just end up having an interesting conversation with somebody. And yeah. I think you know so much these days. You know, I, I go to these social events or or networking events, or and the first question out of people's mouth is, "So what do you do for a living?" And you're just like, "Oh God, here we go again. I'm going to talk about this." It's sort of the you know the social thing we do, but when you when you when you bridge it that other way, it just opens up the conversation to so much more. And you absolutely can open it that way. And here's the deal. If you, if you, if when I said that, if you kind of shot it down in your mind, again, let's talk about those limiting beliefs. Call it for what it is. Do you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that it will not work for you? No, you don't because you've never done it. So move forward anyways and try it. Now, here's what's going to happen. You're going to be blown away by the results. Because you're going to approach somebody, and I have done this where I'm at an event, and I, you know, there's somebody who's very successful on stage. They come off stage, and everybody's swarming them and not giving them any time to breathe. And I wait for that. And when I walk up to them, and the first thing out of my mouth is, "Hey, first and foremost, thank you so much. You delivered amazing value on stage, and I, you, I know you give so much." My question for you is: Out of everything you're working on, what's the thing that you need most help with right now, and how can I help you? Yeah, and that's great because you're not limiting. You're not limiting the question to their business specifically because maybe they don't need help with that. And I think right. a lot of the times guys especially are like, oh, you're building this incredible empire. Oh, blah, blah, blah. You, you have this incredible company. I want to help with that. And and maybe what the other person is struggling with is, is actually their relationship. And when you open up that question of, hey, what's one thing that you're working on and what do you need help with? I think what I've been really surprised at is the answers that I get. And you know that I actually one of my friends the other day I just was catching up with him. He's been gone for quite a while, and I said, you know, what's one thing that you're working on, and, and what can I help with? And he was like, honestly, my relationship. I'm just spending time trying to build my relationship right now with my partner. And I was like, oh, okay. And I was I was totally not expecting that. I was expecting right. him to start talking about you know his his business and his work. He's got this very successful online company. And he's like, oh, well, right now, for me, what I'm working on is my relationship. I'm very committed to it, and I'm looking for new ideas on how to build that. And I was, I was just taken back. But then we had this great, like, 30-minute conversation on, you know, maybe some of the things that he could try out in his relationship. And it ended up adding a lot of value uh, to his conversation. So I think, you know, that, that one question opens up the door for, for any sort of conversation, not just business, which is great. Yeah. And... Yeah, I mean, did you have one more thing to add there? I was going to say in the spirit of truly affecting change, because at the end of the day, make no mistake, you are investing your most precious resource right now, your time here. Take action on that today. That's one thing you can easily do. You're going to talk to somebody, and whether it's at the beginning of the conversation or even the end, like just, hey, man, before we go, just curious what's going on in your life. Is there anything I can help you with? And see what they say. And they may just shoot down, oh, no, no, no deal. Great. Then move on to the next person and do it again. Somebody you will stop dead in their tracks and they will look at you like you just opened up a part of them. And in that moment, a connection is created. It's those moments where you leave that lasting impression and you establish a foundation that allows you to build truly, truly meaningful relationships. And this goes for the heavy, heavy hitters. This is the, this is the game changer. That's the difference that makes the difference. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Very cool, my friend. So uh, just moving forward, like I'm, I'm actually kind of curious now. I, I think I have an idea, but I, I could be totally off base. But what is something that, what, what really inspires you? Is it your family? Is it your business? Is it just these conversations that you have? What, what inspires you and lights you up? The things that really light me up are those moments when I sit down with somebody, um, whether it's a mentor or just a, a person, and we get into a conversation that expands my mind. And in those moments, you start to realize how truly abundant this world is and how much can be created. And it's those ideas. It's those connections and those ideas that I walk away so jacked up, so high on life. Like I come back in, in my house sometimes and my wife is like, oh, somebody met, met with a mentor today. <laughs> <laughs> You've got yeah. mentor face. Yeah. You know, I have to be careful. She starts calling me Mr. Fortune Cookie because I start walking around being like, failing to plan is planning to fail. Change the way you look at things. Things you look at will change. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's those types of interactions. So I just love being surrounded by amazing people and enriching each other's lives. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Incredible. Incredible. So um, what what are some of the like your favorite materials that you that you have used in the past? Like what's your favorite book or mm. books? 
Favorite book or books? Yeah, so definitely, definitely a books thing. I'm really into finance and investing, and every a lot of people have heard about Rich Dad Poor Dad, but the one you may not have heard about was Robert Kiyosaki's Cash Flow Quadrant. I think that one is that was the game changer for me. That was the moment when I said, "Ah, I got to get into real estate investing," and. I, that's also when I heard that you're the average of the five people and it really made that impact. So it was in that book. Outside of that book, you know, basic communication, like um, how to win friends and influence people, think and grow rich are just classics for a reason. Seven habits of highly effective people. Highly recommend. I loved the four hour work week. I'm going through uh, the way of the seal right now. Mark, uh, Mark Devine. Yeah, Mark Devine. So, which by the way, I'm I'm going to try to get in front of him because he's in San Diego. Um, it just really helps me change my mental toughness, which is so important. Make no mistake, whatever you want, your mind is everything. So, focus on your mind first, and and you'll be able to achieve anything you want. So, I like that one right now. Do you have a Do you have a book that that specifically relates to to mentorship that you would recommend? No, which is why I probably have to write one. I was yeah, going to say, I, was say. Gonna, I, I, I see a hole in the market. Yeah. Boom, boom. <laughs> Make no mistake, it's already in the plans. Yeah. And and what, what would you say is like the most underrated book that you've ever read? Like something that maybe has been a fly on the wall, but that, that had a huge impact on your life. Cashflow Quadrant, no doubt. That's the one. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, because nobody freaking knows about it. But I think that's the best one of all of them. And I've read all of them. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, Jeff, this is the Man Talks podcast where we're obviously talking about uh, men and, and, uh, and masculinity. What, what do you think it means to be a man today? What does it mean to be a man? God, I was just going to try to answer funny, but I just can't. Um, <laughs> it's, a big, it's a big question. Yeah, too big of a question. Sorry. I think being a man means being able to look inward and know who you truly are. And then to be able to look outward to the world and instead of trying to be who you perceive everybody wants you to be, to drop your ego, to stand in your own true power and broadcast out to the world who you are, unfiltered. Here's what will happen when you do that. All the people who identify with you, all the people that your message and what you stand for resonates with, they will be drawn to you. And all the people that your message doesn't fit with, they're going to be turned off and you are going to repel them out of your life. And what a shame that the moment that you truly show people who you are, that you act as your best authentic self, you attract all the right people and you repel all the wrong people. I think that's what it means to be a man. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great, that's a great answer. I, you know, one of the things that we definitely talk about at the events and something that we've talked about on, on the, on the podcast before is just that sense of looking inward. And I think it's something that we used to do as, as men, I think it's something that was, you know, very predominant in our, in our culture. And when we, you know, grew up in tribes, we would go out on these journeys and we would, you know, it was the journey of looking inward. There was a journey of reflection and, you know, a, a process of initiation from being this outward scattered, you know, maybe boy or child to being a more grounded and solid man. And, and part of that is having your own voice. And part of that is, you know, listening to your, your truth. I call it listening to your truth in that moment. And being able to just stand in that and and represent that, and and that doesn't mean, you know, being an asshole and and you know standing your ground and digging your heels in on something just to be right. Um, I think the, one of the keys that you said is dropping your ego, and I find that a lot of men, and again, this is a little bit of a generalization, but a lot of men really have have problems finding that balance between being arrogant and being grounded. And being solid in who they are, so it, it sounds like you've you've had a good journey on that. It, it, can you speak to that at all? Like, do you feel like there was a time in your life where you were really arrogant, and now you found a way to to feeling a little bit more grounded? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I have always been very confident slash bordering on the side of arrogant and cocky, which makes for a great salesperson, by the way. <laughs> um, done very well for myself. 
as soon as I started running with the crowd that I'm running with now, you start running with guys who have started multi-million dollar companies and have made millions of dollars and have made massive impact and you know accomplished the extraordinary things that they've done in their life. All of a sudden, you realize you're not that hot of shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Uh, but what you do realize is because they're investing in you and because you realize you're able to add value to them, it builds your confidence in a different, like a quiet confidence. I don't feel the need to go out and just talk about myself because I know internally that I have value and I know I am proud of who I am. I am confident in who I am, but I don't need to broadcast it to the world so I can have that quiet confidence and just smile and approach people looking for ways to add value because I know that's only going to make me more successful in the long run. Yeah, Hmm. absolutely. Uh, and, and, you know, along that, along the masculinity line, what do, what do you think are one or two of the main challenges that, that a lot of guys are facing, you know, in our society today? And, and what are your perceived ways to move through those? Uh, number one, hands down, is is ego because it's just in us and I get it. But dropping that ego is everything because you close yourself off to so many relationships, so many opportunities because you feel like it's beneath you. Um, and, and you're just, you put blinders on, you don't really see everything that's coming your way. And so I think that's number one. And that, that ties into the ability to ask for help because go ahead. Robert. I was going to say, and, and when, why do you think it is in, in our society that men don't ask for help? It's cause it's kind of strange. I mean, we all grew up with, uh, with coaches and we played on softball or soccer teams and baseball teams and hockey teams. And we had these men or, or women, uh, you know, leading us. But when it seems to, when it comes to our personal relationships or business relationships, we just, we lose that. And we feel like we are weak if we ask for help. I, dude, I couldn't even tell. I could, I could venture that, you know, you think back to caveman days, like men do the hunting. So that's the, that's the competitive spirit. And then you put it into the modern day world where it's like climb the ladder and try to make a lot of money and everything. And so you're competitive, you're competing against everybody else and you want success. Therefore you're on your own. Therefore you don't ask for help. But at the end of the day, the, the, the modern mode or it used to be all about competition, but today it's all about collaboration because there is not just one pie. This is something that I've learned from every mentor of mine. There is not just one pie and there's only so much that can be divvied up for each person. That's the competitive mindset. As soon as you switch to a mindset of collaboration, if the three, if, if Connor, Roger and I can work together as a thruple, if you will, <laughs> that pie expands rapidly if we collaborate. And all of a sudden, each one of us are able to have that much bigger of a share. So being able to collaborate with somebody else who's in your space, who maybe you could have looked at as a competitor, but saying, instead of looking at them as competition, how can I collaborate with them? How can I add value to them? How can I help them with their business? You add value to them. You make them feel good. They're going to do it back for you. And both you, there's enough market share out there. Give me a freaking break. Both of you will reap the benefits. Yeah, that's fantastic. I think one of the funny things that I that I experienced when I was growing up and when I was younger and was a thruple. It was a thruple. <laughs> um, the dreaded thruple. The dreaded thruple. Um, you know, I was much like you. I was very like very cocky, very very arrogant, and very like self assured. Um, but the funny thing about that is that I kind of got myself pigeonholed, and I, I kind of got like stuck where people didn't want to help me all of a sudden because I was exuding this energy of like, fuck everybody. I don't need anybody's help because I got this. I'm a dude. I'm a guy. Like I, I'm, I, I can figure it out on my own. And, and the funny thing was, is that I was actually looking for help in some areas. And when I started looking for help, whether it was in my relationship or my business, I didn't know how to like go out and, and, and ask for those things. Um, and so that, that kind of led to this experience of, understanding the importance of being humble and understanding the importance of humility and saying, you know what, maybe I don't have the answer and knowing that it's okay to say right now, I don't actually have the answer because I think I feel like a lot of people, I mean, and men especially feel the need to have an answer immediately in the moment. And there's, there's just, I've found in, in the past, there's so powerful to just say, you know what, I don't know. Let's, let's go find out or I'll go find out by myself or let's go find out together. Or do you have the answer? Because I would love to know. And being open and receptive to somebody else's support and wisdom can be so, so powerful. Yep. 
There you go. Yeah. Um, so just moving forward, because we uh, we don't have too too much time left, but I'm just curious in in all these you know mentorship conversations you you have had some amazing interactions with some amazing people. What is some of the best advice that you've got for your business? Uh, and what's some of the best advice you got for your relationship? I'll go in reverse order because the relationship is on top of mind. One of my, well, I don't, depending on when this gets released, one of my episodes recently that I released, um, I called it the, men- the the conversation that brought my mentor to tears. It was episode 37. And you'll hear Dave uh, go around the circle and ask everybody in this group of mine how our relationships are with our wife. And you hear 10, 10, 10, you hear me, one. And you hear Dave tell me that he knew my relationship was going to be with one because he knows how I am. When I am so focused and kicking ass in business and taking names, I often neglect the things that matter most. And you hear him whip out his two by four and tell me that it's my own fault. It's not my wife. When she has been asking for something, instead of me saying, fuck you, I need to start saying, how high? How high can I jump? And just always looking for ways to add value. And so I went and I took action on it. And then you hear the conversation when I came back and I break down into tears. Because for the first time in my life, my business has never been better and my relationship with my wife has never been better. And it all started with that one conversation. And then you hear Dave break down. So... Ultimately, I've realized that I'm accountable for everything and I can get stuck in the minutia of everything that I'm doing and be stuck with my own, my own way, my ego. But at the end of the day, my wife has the hardest job of all, raising our daughter. And I have to do everything in my power to support her every day, regardless of what's going on in my life. Awesome. Awesome. I feel like that kind of that ties into business there. So you, you kind of answered like both questions in, in one go. There you uh, go. Damn, damn. Damn. <laughs> just, I mean, just on the on the topic of of your wife and your relationship with your wife. When you have a mentorship relationship, do you ever have any situations where, uh, uh, and maybe this may not be a case in in your case, but some of the men you've dealt with, where you know wives or, or girlfriends or, or partners aren't feeling like they're the ones that you go to for that yeah. support? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Can you expand um, on that a little bit? Absolutely. I, I remember talking to my wife about a situation I was challenged with and, you know, she was telling me uh, her thoughts and frankly at the time I didn't look at her as the person who was qualified to give me advice on that. So I went in one ear out the other. I legitimately didn't hear her say it. And then, you know, a week later I sit down with one of my mentors and I come home with this earth shattering idea, this advice that I got that just changed the way that I looked at things. And it's the exact thing that my wife said to me a week ago. And she was super offended and rightfully so. Um, And that's (laughs) so one of the biggest challenges is you start to upgrade your circle as you start to run with a crowd that is more successful than you, you are going to start to accelerate very fast. The biggest challenge you're going to experience is how to stay relative, how to maintain the relationships that you have with everybody else who is not at this new level being able to come back down to their plane. And it's not a matter of hierarchy, but just being able to get to a level where you can communicate on the same plane is very challenging. Mm. Yeah. And do you keep, I mean, do you keep the relationships with your mentors separate from your wife? Do they, do they meet each other? Is it kind of a church and state situation? Uh, for the most, she has not met most of them, but I would love for her to, um, you know, they, the ones who live very close to me, she's absolutely met. Very cool. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, so just moving forward, um, what is, and this is kind of an interesting question that we thought we would bring in, but if you could choose any legacy or to leave a legacy in the world, what, what would it be? I'd say the big legacy I would love to leave is disrupting the education system. Because when you think about all the values, all the skill sets that you need to be successful, communication, adding value to other people, time management, all the, how to manage your money and grow your money. The things that really do matter the most aren't even taught. You have to seek those things out. That's why the people who listen to podcasts, the people who invest in themselves, those are the people who are going to have everything they want. 
because they're learning the right skills. So I would love if I was a part of disrupting the education system so that those things actually got taught. So Jeff, we always like to ask this question. Uh, you, you know, you're, you've done a lot of interviews online. We, you know, you're, you're sort of all over the place uh, on the web these days. Is there one question that you've never been asked in an interview that you wish you have been asked? That question. Perfect. <laughs> love it. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Oftentimes, the one question that has never been asked, but I will often bring up because I think it's of value to the people listening. You're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. You've got to surround yourself with people who are where you want to be. What happens if you have somebody in your life who is bringing you down? They don't make you feel good and they hold you back. And oftentimes, those people are family and best friends. What do you do? <laughs> Great question, Roger. <laughs> Here's the deal. Separate them for a second. What is your dream life? And how important is it to you that you actually live the life of your dreams? How important is it to you that you actually be successful, however you define that? Are you committed? If you are, then you need to realize that you come first and you will never be successful you will never live the life of your dreams if you have people who make you feel bad. If you have people who contaminate your success versus contribute toward it. So what do you do about it? I'm a fan of always trying to rehab the relationship first. And it's a matter of talking to those people and just very calmly and matter of factly just stating, look, I've come to realize that when we interact, I don't feel good. You don't make me feel good and, you're, and, and I care about you. I love you, your family or your best friend, but you actually bring me down up until this point. And, and, and I know you don't do it consciously, but here's what the type of relationship that I'm looking for. When I come to you, times when I came to you and said X, you said Y, that made me feel bad. What I would love is if I could come to you and you could encourage me. How do we make this happen? And coach them along. You gotta realize communication is a very hard skill. Very few people are effective communicators in the world. So you've got to coach them a little bit, but you keep coaching them. You keep coaching them. If they're not willing to make the change, you've got to start distancing yourself. I get that you can't just cut everybody, especially if it's family, but you need to start distancing yourself. Maybe you don't sit next to them at the next family gathering. Maybe you don't call them as much. Maybe you don't return their phone call as quickly. But your life, your dreams, your ability to live the life you want to be living is too damn important. And you need to recognize right now that those people, they are contaminating your success. So what are you going to do about it? Yeah. They, I, I always use the, uh, the analogy of they, they are proverbially pissing in your swimming pool. And uh, I just, I, I, the analogy is so great because everybody gets it, right? It's like, do you want to swim with people that are swimming in the same pool with you and you're having fun? Or do you want to swim with people in the pool that are literally pissing and shitting in your pool? You probably don't want to do that. Like you wouldn't do that in real life. And yet a lot of the times emotionally, we allow that to happen. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of a it's kind of a harsh analogy, but there you go, uh, uh, Jeff. Just as we're starting to wrap up here, what's uh, what's one thing you're most excited about these days that you'd want listeners to know about? So, the thing that changed uh, really, really for me yesterday, and this is the power of surrounding yourself with the right people. I talked to a guy who has made fifty million bucks doing what I'm doing. I went to him because I'm like, all right, I want to scale this thing. What do I do? So I went to him. And he freaking blew my mind. So that's why I was up till last night, till the wee hours of night going, all right, first things first, I need to add more value to people if I want to grow my email list, which is why I just said, okay, how can I help people make connections like that? And that, so I put together the connect with seven amazing people in seven days or less at findthebestmentors.com. When you go through that, you're going to have you'll be on the email list. One thing that I'm putting together, I'm going to put together these um, bi-monthly mentor calls. The number one thing that everybody has asked me, because I get on the phone with a lot of my listeners and interview them to understand, get a pulse on what their pain is, they want access to me. They want to be able to ask questions. And so I'm going to put together these calls where people can jump on them and it's live Q&A where you ask your questions and I'm going to answer them live for everybody. I'll record them so you'll have access to them and I'm not charging a crazy amount. I think I'm charging like something stupid low, like 37 bucks a month for two calls, which I mean, would you pay somebody 20 bucks to be able to ask them anything in a specific area? I mean, I do it all the time. So 
I, I'm just excited about expanding my reach and helping more people and also being able to monetize at the same time, which is able to help me, you know, live the type of life I want to be living for, for my wife and my child. Very cool. Very cool. Very cool. So, and what's the best way for people to get a hold of you? So you got a few options. Uh, number one is the podcast. It's called The Mentee. You can hear me there. I'll give you my email straight up. It's Jeff, G-E-O-F-F, at Jeff Woods, with an S, dot com. And, um, you know, if this if this has resonated with you and you're just saying, you know what, I need help. I really need help. Uh, I have, because I'm a fan of of the Connor and Rogers of the world, uh, what I would do is I will give you access to my calendar, to my scheduler. And I'd be happy to jump on the phone with you for 15 minutes free of charge just to dive deep with you to see where you need help and what I can do to help you, whether that's guidance or connecting you with people. Um, I'm just looking to add value. And so that website is, if you go to www.menteepodcast.com slash call. So mentee, M-E-N-T-E-E, podcast.com slash call. Perfect. Awesome. Thanks very much, Jeff. Well, Thank you so much for being on the show today. It was an absolute blast. We had a lot of fun with you. Um, and thanks for, thanks for your time and thanks for sharing your wisdom. We really appreciate it. You know, For the people that are listening uh, right now, you can definitely go to mantalks.com uh, for more podcasts, blog posts, and videos of the actual events, which we're going to be releasing, which we have started to release now, which is great. We have a couple on the website. So if you want to see some talks from the actual events, you can go there and check that out. And the offer stands, uh, like Jeff said, reach out to him, contact him if you have any questions. And the offer stands for us as well. If you have any questions for Roger or myself, you can email us either at roger at mantox.com or info at mantox.ca and that will get straight to me. Thanks very much and uh, check out the rest of our podcasts on iTunes. Don't forget to uh, leave, us a, leave us a review if you like the podcast as well. We've had, a, we've had some great reviews so far on iTunes and it's really, uh, really uh, makes, gives us the warm and fuzzies. Ranking on new and notable. <laughs> boom, boom. Thank you, so <laughs> <much> <laughs> <for this. laughs> Thank you so much for listening to the Man Talks podcast. Catch us next week for another inspiring conversation with an inspiring man.